Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From the southernmost point of dawn to the lands of always winter, what is west of Westeros and the shadows in the east, this is Casterly Talk, and also today we should talk about the shadows of Mordor, or the Southlands. Uh, we're getting there, we're getting there. Hey everybody, I'm Ken Epsock, and this is a live edition, recorded live, you might be listening later on the podcast side, a Q&A, a live show, a House of the Dragon, Rings of the Power, mid-season report. Uh, we decided to just have fun. We like going live time to time. we got some of your questions in uh, my personal Discord, which is tied to my Patreon page at patreon.com slash catnapsack, or on Twitter, or uh, maybe even through the Anchor app. i got some calls I'd like to catch up on. Uh, we'll see if we can get to those, too. Um, when I say we, we'll see if we can get to it, it's because we have a little bit of a wild show today because we have a wild collection of guests. Lauren Romo will be joining us a little bit later in the show for the Galactic Podcast. Uh, fortunately, Rachel just landed in a, uh, another state. She's doing some traveling, so she couldn't join us. But that's okay because we have here my pal Alden Diaz. And Alden, we have a special guest today. Take it away. Oh, uh, all the, all, you, you got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We got it. We got it. See, I'm so used to it being in your hands. Yeah, I, that's on me because I, I said, could you guys mute yourself today? Cause I keep messing up with the mutes and that's what happened. No, it's okay. It's, it's also <laughs> on me because I, I should, I should also be able to press a button. Um, but yeah, I was like, much like a sealed doors air. I walked into the mountain and I demanded that this ghostly figure hold his oath. And uh, here he is from the Imperial Senate podcast and Octo Radio, uh, which is where I do my Star Wars talk on a rewatch between worlds talking Star Wars Rebels. It is the illustrious X-Wing pilot himself. Well, today, a Targaryen <laughs> dragon rider, Nikki Kumar. Hey, uh, Nikki, hey welcome to the show, man. Great to have you on. We've met yeah. in person, probably drunk at a party at Star Wars Celebration at a Hotel Lobby Bar. But welcome to the show, man. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Um, it's, 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 you know, like, like House Mormont. <laughs> I answered the call, baby. Hey, yeah. The one I like you did. <laughs> You're yeah, your house lover. Yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. I am Sad Sack Jora, which of course makes Alden uh, Leanna Mormon. Um, but oh, uh, hey, we're going to have a lot of fun. Nikki, what is your relationship to these two properties we're going to talk about today? Uh, house of the Dragon slash Game of Thrones and uh, Lords of the Ring and that whole Tolkien world. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll start chronologically by life. So Fellowship of the Ring came out and I was what i think i think nine um it's a good age and okay. yeah and i think that was that was like the the that movie experience yeah. for me that like a lot of people talk about the original trilogy being like yeah. where it's like i remember sitting in fellowship of the ring and then space and time evaporated and i lost track of where i was and it was just that and i was like so i think since then it's always been this sort of you know real deep love for for Middle Earth, for Tolkien's world, for Jackson's movies, um, and and now, and now this uh, really great show that that we've got going on, and then, um, yeah, Game of Thrones was, 
I uh, I watched the first season, and then not, after not, watching the yeah, yeah <laughs> right yeah. right a little older. Um, I I watched it not quite when it aired a little a few months after, um, and then read all the books by the time season two came out. So it was very much a uh, like a force feeding of that world. I was like, oh my god, I can't get enough. Yeah. Um. So so yeah. Now now to be doing House of the Dragon, it's 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 really you know incredible. Both of them incredible in the same way because it's like I'm seeing things on screen that years ago I never would have imagined would have been on screen. Yeah. Um, so that that's just that's so much of the fun. <laughs> yeah, with it. absolutely. Absolutely. I know that feeling. It's great to see it. Great to roll roll around this world. We've got a lot of people checking in here live in chat. Uh, Mike Fink, Ranger Don and Will McLean, uh, Robert Meadows. Uh, Brandon Bell, Crafted Jedi, Eric Monroe here as well. And a lot of people uh, saying uh, congrats. The reason they're saying congrats is uh, we've, we've been, uh, the podcast has been around since 2017. First is Daily Thrones. Cashly Talk's been out there for a while. But uh, we started a YouTube channel uh, kind of more in full this last year, uh, within the last uh, 12 months. And uh, we just uh, finally hit the partner status, at least applying for it there. Uh, small little gains, a long way to go, but that's all because of you out there. So we appreciate that. Douglas is here as yes. well. Pablo is here, an old Jedi Alliance fan. So, hey. Hidalgo? Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, <laughs> oh, no, the other one. It's Hidalgo. Yeah. <laughs> We've got some, uh, we got some great questions we're going to get to today from my uh, Discord, like I said, up top. Some calls to get to if we can. Uh, but I want to start with it. This is kind of a mid-season report, not not a mid-season report card. I don't like doing that. Uh, I'm, I'm not in the position uh, to uh, grade someone else's creative project here. But it's de- definitely uh, been a lot of fun re- reviewing these shows, diving in, having the deep dive. So, Alden, I'll start with you. Let's look mm-hmm. at Rings of Power. Halfway through, we got, in fact, when I'm done recording here or done broadcasting live tonight, I'm going to sit down and watch the fifth episode. But at the time of this uh, broadcast, uh, we're four uh, episodes into to an eight episode season where are you at with your uh your thoughts on rings of power how far we've come and how far we have yet to travel it makes me feel the way that i hope to feel which is not always the case um mm-hmm. but and you know we should never lead with like want that's something that you and i and me and you nikki have always talked about like what you want becomes irrelevant the second the lights go down or the second the logos come up and but when they do align that's nice and no one's gonna yeah. lie and act like it's not and what i wanted was warmth and that's the word that always <laughs> yeah. comes to me when I when I watch the show, especially episode four. Again, you know, just a quick little spoiler warning for anybody that's joining us now. I'm not going to describe the episodes in full detail, but just in case. Um, things like uh, Durin uh, giving the piece of Mithril to Elrond as a token of friendship, even though it came with a very, very ominous and scary oath yeah. that had to be taken <laughs> <laughs> along with that friendship token. Uh, it was still just a beautiful moment. And that expands out to everything. Um, and it it has it makes me feel like longing for the storylines I don't see. So in episode three, we don't have Elrond and Disa and yeah. Durin. Um, in episode four, we don't have the Stranger and Nori and Poppy. And I found myself missing these characters when I didn't yeah. have them. And that's a success, I think. That's the mark of success. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I found myself missing the Harfoots. And, and I wasn't uh, definitely not against the Harfoots. But when the show started, I was like, oh, right, this is probably going to be the the, the storyline I um, have uh, the less uh, you know amount of my heart invested in, and that's just not been true. So I think that's a great mm-hmm. point too. Yeah, and seeing the things and look, yeah, I always say wants and desires as a fan or a fandom collectively 
definitely not the problem. Uh, it's hard to release uh, some of those wants and desires when the creators take things in another way. That's why I like to engage with what is presented there. But there's something to be said for going, ah, yes, this is exactly mm. what I wanted. I want it now, Daddy. I'm Veruca Salt and I want an egg and I got it. Um, so I, it, it feels good. And this show for me and there's other fans who have uh, maybe who are maybe more well versed in the Tolkien lore. Uh, who uh, have some questions. Our very own Rachel Cushing Levine has uh, some questions about certain things about the show because she's lived with this property her entire life. It's big for her. It's big for her family. So I really understand those questions. I understand that um, uh, that perspective. It's just, it's been fun for me to be like, yeah, no, I feel like I'm sitting down and watching a giant fantasy adventure that takes its time and is full mm. of, like, as you said, Alden warmth. So Nikki, uh, go back to being nine, sitting in that theater. I definitely wasn't 62 when that was happening, but sitting there <laughs> watching fellowship go now, legally not the same world. We always know that and always point that yeah. out, but yeah. What's your thoughts for episodes in? Yeah, I think, I think so much of um, the rings of power when processing these first four episodes, it still feels like so, like so much, like it's still just like stretching its arms out. Mm. Right. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, point. it's was, it was this, um, this almost four episode setting of the board. And I feel like, I feel like the fourth episode ends with this, like, okay, we're going to kick now into the next, the yeah. next phase of this. Um, and, and yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of, um, there's there's like some things that kind of make me laugh a little where I feel like Amazon is is just trying to impress us. <laughs> like <laughs> not not too I won't say too much because I enjoy it. I, but like every establishing shot is just like bam. Yeah. And it's yeah. like this is everything <laughs> yeah. you've ever wanted on screen. And I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> and um yeah. so like I feel like there's a little bit of that. <laughs> Four hundred VFX artists all right. on the one location. Right. It's like yeah. it's it's every shot is just like, whoa. Um, so like, I think that's, that's, it's both like, I notice it, but it's also, I find it kind of charming and, and just indicative of like, you know, this, this fantasy world, which yeah. is about grandeur. And especially like when we're going back into like the first, you know, the yeah. Silmarillion, like first, second age stuff where things do feel like, oh my God, like, yeah. um, you know, and sieges last like a thousand years and stuff. So it's like, yeah, everything is about scale. I feel like at this point. It's, um, yeah. It's so, so yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoy it though. Like I think, uh, I'm, I'm attached to these like new characters. Um, cause he, of course it's like, you know, you, you, from Lord of the Rings, you love Galadriel, you love Elrond and you want to, you like immediately want to attach to them, but then you're seeing people like Arundir and, and Bronwyn who, who are really carrying a lot of just awesome stuff and, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm like I'm enjoying it. I'm also just very intrigued and and I got to see my boy Narsil. So um, <laughs> yeah, the great Narsil pre-sil mystery yeah. solved. Yeah, solved. <laughs> Solved indeed in the background there. Solved, yeah. Uh, yeah, truly fun. No, I think that's great. You both are saying, uh, you both, uh, the themes of your statements, warmth and grandeur. Uh, it's a really uh, wonderful conver- uh, combination, I should say, for uh, this show. And yeah, it, and, and there's always always going to be a fun reference or a cynical reference with the, the money on the screen and Bezos's money looking down from his space cock rocket <laughs> telling everyone put all the money in the shots. But it, it does track. And uh, yeah, it's hard not to uh, see it. 
but it's also a lot of fun to just sit back and celebrate the splendor uh, and, yeah. and just looking out across this land. It fits for mm-hmm. this world, not just for what Jackson established. Uh, you know, once again, we've got some New Zealand tourism going on, uh, advertising for New, New Zealand tourism going on. And I know next season, the sets and some locations will change, but that tracks. But even just some of the, the art from uh, growing up, uh, you know, just being familiar with the art before I was even familiar with the property of, of this world, the Tolkien world. So it works. The warmth is there. It's high fantasy. Uh, it's all those things we want. Um, how, as far as the new characters mixing with the old, I, I think that's been pretty good. Uh, and, and also leaves room. Some of like, uh, Adar or Adar, I always say it wrong. I, I highlight the A like I'm from Iowa. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a new character, but maybe mixed in with something from the old. There's some mystery. Uh, we always have questions, Alden, because we don't know legally what they can say or reference or make true. Uh, so yes. how, how do you like the new mixing with the old here? Well, again, with, to that point, it's super interesting because like I'm no Tolkien, like super lore master, but there are things that we had an understanding, like, for example, in the pilot, they never say Galadriel's house name or, or brother's name. Right, right. And we're like, okay, that's a clever workaround. But then they did. And so it's almost <laughs> like they're like, are you guys testing the waters? Are you guys moving in? Like, oh, if we win them with this very legally safe pilot, they won't look further. Like, I'm not insinuating <laughs> that they're doing that. But it's just interesting to see. It's it's more full than I ever could have imagined it would be based because we're entertainment industry people, right? The three of us, we read reports, we read trades. I mean, I'm trying to leave it, but yes. We hear <laughs> Ken is actually quitting at the end of this. The movie news. Thousand space. subs yeah, yeah, and yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this so it was almost like, okay, I'll give them this Lord of the Rings show. Maybe it'll be very poetic and yeah. lots of action and stuff. But nope, there's oh, we're gonna allude to Elrond's father, and then an episode two episodes later, we're getting into it and we're gonna explain what happened. And so there's a lot of that easing us in in a way that you know, Jackson's six films weren't able to do and their masterpieces you know, mm-hmm. i think that especially those first three obviously and but i will defend the hobbit movies um but they, I'm they sho- were I'm shocked that you would defend a property that other people have issues with yeah <laughs> I, never in my life have i have i ever done that hobbit thread coming soon um but yeah the yeah. the idea that you have three hours to pack as much as you can and and to try to do it elegantly is a different task than we have all this time we have eight hours we have eight hours to do a first act yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like it, first of what five acts can be a five season thing as of right now. Yeah. So it's a it's a really interesting thing to see that all unfold. Like you said, with like Ada, I'm that orc that gets yeah. stabbed when he's like, "Hey, Dad!" And then, and then he's like, <laughs> "That orc was so cute." He's like, "Ah, yeah. Dad!" <laughs> uh, what we've always needed, cute orcs. The cute orc, and and we needed one because these orcs are the baddest and the scariest that they've mm-hmm. ever been in any Tolkien adaptation. But seeing yeah. something like Adar, like it is that feeling of like, we have entirely new, like Arandir, we have mm-hmm. entirely old Galadriel and Elrond. And then we have something that could be for both types of fans, which is really cool. It's not a one-to-one with like Star Wars, but it reminds me of Ahsoka Tano saying, there's always some truth in legends. Like, yeah. don't worry, we got you. Like we'll ride the line the best we can. Yeah. No, I, I love I love uh, your thoughts on that there. And look, I've come to appreciate the Hobbit uh, Hobbit films a lot more than I did when they were in the theater. I'm even on video and some some videos just going, I, 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 I didn't like it. By the way, never read the Hobbit, so I have no 
skin in that adaptation. Still, game. still right still, now. Still haven't. Still haven't. It's a lot of words, uh, and I have uh, nineteen <laughs> Star Wars books a month to read and review. So we'll get to other That's things. True. I have this book of the nineteen twelve presidential election. I've been trying to finish for a year. I'm going to finish it uh, by the two presidential elections from now. It's so taking you so long. Star. You're in nineteen thirteen. Like, oh, yes. yeah. Too much spoiler Star Wars. alert. Too much Star Wars, which is always a good thing. We can tell you who wins. Yeah. Oh, was it was it Eugene Debs, the socialist? <laughs> Canada? Did he win? I let you feel. Okay. Big moment. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, love it. Yeah. And, and, and it's easy for me to joke and say, look, I don't know some of the characters who are original to the show. I have to, I have to hear you all tell me because I'm not as familiar with uh, the t- world of Tolkien, but particularly the, the appendices and anything outside of, of, of the movies and, and some mm. of the core books. But it, it's, it's come off as seamless to me and it's been a lot of fun. And I also love the picture you're painting, Alden. I don't know what you think about this, Nikki, where Alden is painting this picture of a, a Tolkien estate lawyer watching the pilot and going, <laughs> oh, that's good. They didn't mention it. They didn't mention that her dad were good. They're yeah. good. Let them let slide on the next two episodes. Um, so I, I enjoy that as Absolutely. well. But yeah. Uh, but it's worked for me, uh, uh, Nikki. What about you with the old and new? Yeah, I think um, I think that's something I always enjoy embracing, mm-hmm. um, no matter what the story is, yeah. <laughs> whatever, like whatever <laughs> the the world is, whether it's yeah, um, you know, insert you know Princess Leia into Star Wars Rebels, insert yeah. Legolas into the Hobbit movies, insert right. like um, whoever else, you know, people in Rings of Power. I always think that is one of the like most interesting almost like uh story cultural handshakes like i yeah. think like to me it's actually really important i think i think knowing um or finding a new way to see a character from the past and then also having an old thing enrich a new thing mm-hmm. and just sort of like this back and forth that changes yeah. the way you view um characters that you have known for years i think that's like a super like cool thing that happens in stories. And mm. I pretty much like, I, I can't really think of many times in anything where I've had a negative reaction to that. I feel like yeah. to me, it always feels very enriching and sort of um, broadens the the field. And yeah. yeah, I think, I think the way rings of power is handling it is very, it's taking um, everything in my power to not, be sassy about Star Wars right now. <laughs> sassy in a good way. Yeah, I'll say, yeah, I know. I'll say it. I, I am a original trilogy. Saw them in the theaters. Type of 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 cat who watches New Hope with new energy because of the Kenobi series. I love when yeah. it happens, and I think that's why you can do it. I think it's why it's valuable. There's always going to be old mixed with the new, especially in Star Wars, especially the stories, you, because they're built for that way. These are these worlds exactly, yeah. that we crawl into. We love uh, you know going through wiki pages, finding trivia questions to ask because there's so much to to roam around in and, and you can always take a look at it and, and see where it's, where it's going. Galadriel uh, in, in this series, uh, you know, is going to end up in a different spot, whether it's uh, legally in the Jackson films or not, we know where uh, she needs to get to. And it's, it's inspiring and there's valuable lessons in the journey. I've been pulled in and we can start talking about some of the big things we may love for episodes. In. I'm really pulled in by the theme of not just light and dark. And this is something that's been explored wonderfully on the YouTube channel rings and realms. I, I recommend you all check them out. They go deep, 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 deep into this stuff with some actual Tolkien professors, uh, the team there. It's not just light and dark. It's light and dark and dark often reflecting light. So it's hard to tell which is which. And you've mm-hmm. got to dig in and you got to find it. And you got to find your way and you'll know. And you got to trust and faith. That's big stuff. Uh, more yeah. than just, hey, uh, you know, it's not simple just saying stand for the light and fight the dark. But I think that her story uh, is uh, just uh, the center of this for me because it's around every corner. 
uh, light and dark and finding the difference between the two. So pretty powerful theme. Alden, uh, I know you love your themes too. What's jumped out to you so far in this first season? Yeah. I mean, building off of that, that's, that's the anchor of, of her relationship with her brother. Is that not only is it the tragedy of losing him, but he's the one that had that particular nugget of wisdom that he passed to her when she says, but wait a second, sometimes lights reflected in water. So if I'm in brother, per your boat metaphor, (laughs) this kid really started breaking it down um, on, on poor Finrod there. It is Finrod, right? I always confuse Finrod and Finn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But he, yeah, Finrod is like, hmm, wasn't expecting you to have a good comeback. Well, sometimes you just got to dive in. And I think that that has been reflected through relationships here. Like seeing the queen regent, uh, as, as she aggressively regent, the way regent. she just tossed that at her. Yeah. Um, that alliance now that has formed at the end of this previous episode with Ellen Deal now putting together a force and Farazan saying the queen will leave and like all this stuff is finally happening because she was willing to plunge into darkness. She was, she got there and was met with hatred, Mm -hmm. but she was able to work out the mystery of why she was being met with hatred, why she was being met with this, this Numenorean people that had fallen from this grace and her relationship with Halbrand is very much so about touching the darkness. She's no fool. She knows something's up there, but he's also making lots of great points. Apologies yeah. for the young direwolf growling over here <laughs> with his toy. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's there across across every single story. There's Nori and the Stranger. Mm-hmm. Touch the darkness and see what happens. It's You cannot let yeah. fear define you. And that's not to say that it won't bite back because yeah. Sauron the Deceiver, like mm-hmm. somebody is going to pay in the pursuit of this theme. Um, and that's going to be very tragic. And, and everyone has, is it going to be Halbrand? Is it going to be the Stranger? Who knows? Yeah. But this idea that even someone like Durin and, and Elrond's relationship, like when you put that in the context, it's not the same canon as the Jackson movies, but we know where Elrond ends up. Elrond's the guy that says, who will you turn to? The dwarves. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now we see that it used to be a really good relationship. Yeah. So what darkness did he touch and what good and bad did he find? Is he going to be an Oathbreaker? Yeah. Who knows? I think so. As much as I don't <laughs> want to admit it, uh, but yeah, it's it's, it's a, it permeates everything. Yeah, that's also how I brought Alden onto the show. We we're at Star Wars Celebration. I said, "Put your hand on this rock, and I need your oath." What am I doing? I was like, talk. I was like, this is a garlic roll, but okay. <laughs> like, you know, it's always going to be a garlic roll with me. No, well said, well said, uh, Alden. And, and yeah, I love your exploration of themes in, in all properties, and, and I'm right there with you on on that and, and what it could mean and, and, and fear, not letting fear define you, but knowing that fear is going to be there, which is uh, something you have to work past as well. Yeah. The stranger, Halbrand, Adar. I mean, there's a lot of like big questions and a lot of it's fun stuff uh, leading to predictions. Uh, who's Sauron? Who's going to be this, but also mm-hmm. it's all tied into this theme. And, and even if, even if you feel, you know, the answer, right. I, I, if I'm putting chips down on the table right now, if I'm hanging out in a casino in Reno, I'm going to say Halbrand is, is Sauron. I, I could be proven wrong. We'll find out. He's the leader in the clubhouse. Uh, but it's, it's the journey to get there. Even if you're, we're yeah. kind of like, Hey, Hey, he wants to, he wants to uh, meld things. He wants to go to the builder's guild and all yep. kind of stuff. You know, Galadriel's going to have to get there in her own way. And that's part of the, the journey. So, so Nikki, uh, going to you here as we start to uh, wrap up our conversation about rings of power, before we go over that dragon town thing, uh, some of the big themes or inspirations you've taken from the season so far. Yeah, I think um, with, Knowing, knowing enough about the end 
Like I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a, a huge scholar of the lore, but I, I think I know enough. <laughs> and um, so there's enough of like uh, knowing how people are set up and what they're doing and all that. I think one of the big like thematic elements is the damage of hubris. Like you just see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's, <laughs> I was about to say flooding Numenor. Um, and Ooh. it's like, there's, you know, there's people there. You know, yeah. hubris, Celebrimbor, the archdeacon of hubris. Celebrimbor, um, Celebrimbor, you know, too much. Dur- Durin, Durin here. Yeah. Oh, we can mine this. Like, we can mine this. Yeah. It's not a problem. Um, and we've seen Shadow and Flame in the in the trailer. Yeah. Um, who yeah. else? Even even to a degree, Nori with her, like, I can, I can deal with this mm. star guy and it's fine. And then she's gone and her father has his injury. And it's yeah. like that messed up now their ability to migrate. And it's just like you just see it everywhere. Gil Gallad, of course. Yeah. You know, complacency. Oh, yeah. Like complacency. Complacency yeah. and hubris. It's everywhere. The war is over. <laughs> in these in these four episodes. Um yeah. and you know, again, knowing knowing enough, even watching the first 10 minutes of Fellowship of the Ring, you know enough already. Like yeah. um, you know, people people were caught sleeping on the job. And that's that's kind of yeah. Every almost every move I see in these first four episodes, I'm like, dang, dang, that's I, that's ominous. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. I think that's great stuff. Again, going light, dark, and telling the difference, hubris and complacency, all these kind of wonderful things. Even something like the the tale of Nori and Poppy and the Harfoots. Uh, you're right. Like they're they're perhaps touching darkness. They don't know, but it, this this it, it's inspirational to be like, I feel I'm called to this. I'm not necessarily special. I think this creature being whatever it is is. And, and when does um, ambition, when does inspiration, when does purpose tip over into something like hubris is something that's mm-hmm. kind of fun to track because it's uh, something that could be potentially dangerous in our own life. At what point in my stand-up set is it, did I go too far into thinking I'm funny? <laughs> like, that, you know, that's, that's the lesson <laughs> we Drinking your finish. own Kool-Aid. Drinking your own Kool-Aid is something well, that's, a- that's very important. So anyways, yeah, I, I, not to, not to uh, dumb it down to a stand-up reference or, 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 or that, but I think you're really right on with something there, Nikki, particularly with the Nori storyline. Sorry, Alden. No, I was good. That, that just building off of both of you, like that is a hundred percent the case, even in like, cause that's seemingly the most innocent story. And we're so endeared yes, to yes. her in the same way we are to Frodo and, and Frodo and the lads. But it's like, mm-hmm. we, we also can see throughout her entire community, right. uh, uh, an inherent flaw. Like there's, there's a huge parallel there between the, the fathers of these communities, which we talked about in the discussion of Adar being a father episode, like Sadok Burroughs, Gil Galad, Durin the third who we finally get in a real conversation with with our Durin like these guys are all set in their ways mm. and they will all pay differently for that like Sadok was willing to leave Nori's family behind and it's mm. like yeah well we'll include you in the next group prayer and it's like okay that's <laughs> nice but like it's a sprained ankle I didn't get eaten by a wolf or trampled right. by, a, yeah. by an avalanche so it's like it where's the where's the flexibility in any of these communities um, and any of these leadership styles is a huge thing too. Nobody walks alone, but nobody goes off trail. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite a song to, to sing. Uh, no, great stuff there. Uh, um, uh, final thought on Rings of Power, I and mean, not not necessarily for the show, but I wanted to talk some House of the Dragon here, and uh, Lauren Roma's going to join us there in a bit. Uh, looking ahead to... Um, I don't know, looking ahead to, I don't want to say predictions. I don't love predictions, but they're fun. But I don't love to hold, hang my hat on them, especially on, on shows, uh, podcasts and whatnot. But 
Uh, do you have any kind of hard thoughts there, Nikki, on what you kind of think might be happening? Do we see Duran's Bane show up in season one, or is that something a little bit better? Now, again, we've seen something. We've seen some video, but is it actually, uh, you know, video? Like we're watching uh, football play- practice on yeah. VHS. <laughs> um, you know, you're doing an end around. The Balrog did Don't an end tapes. around. Uh, is that is Sauron as as any one of these characters? Uh, is someone we haven't met yet? Is, are they are they yeah. uh, going left when we think they're going right? What what's something that you uh, think is going to happen, or what are your, some of your thoughts there, Nikki? I think like early on, I've had the the Adar is Sauron thing in my head, um, mm. but I think that I feel like in my heart that's a red herring. Yeah. Um, mm. But I'll like again. I don't I don't put too much in. Uh, in predictions either. So I'll stick with it <laughs> um, because I think it's cool. I, I think it's just a very cool vibe of, of like the orcs kind yeah. of bowing and like respecting this guy. It's like, why just so runs respectfully, like the subtitles yeah, orcs run respectfully. <laughs> you know? They don't do that. They don't do that to anyone. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And like the, the notion of this blade that Theo has, mm-hmm. um, I'll, t- I'll tell you my one prediction that yeah. I, I told all in this. I was like, what I want is, for you know, Adar and the Orc army to come to the the Elven Tower. The cute orcs, right? Yeah, the little one, all cute the cute orcs up front. Hot um, orc summer, yeah, got it. And uh, <laughs> and I want that guy who's like, do you know Sauron, boy? Like, I want him to try to supplicate to Adar, be like, I'm your servant, and then he just wipes him out. He's like, get out of my. We don't need olds yeah. in this yeah, army. You're, you're is, done. Is it, that's that's my only prediction. Is, is that um, like the uh, the an Independence Day when, when the uh, the dancer goes up top of the building in L.A. with the sign? Yeah, and she's the first yeah. killed. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Welcome, idea. welcome, 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 <laughs> welcome, aliens. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. It's great. Yeah, yeah, I mean, otherwise, I'm just I'm just like I feel just very good about the ride. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's I'm ready yeah. to go. I, I was ready to get on those ships with the Numenorians and be like, let's go. Let's that do felt good. Heads. That's that a felt rousing, good. Rousing yeah. midpoint. Rousing midpoint, indeed. The great stuff. You know, as far as uh, yeah, uh, you know, Uncle Benjamin is as Sauron. Uh, it's the type of thing that, yeah, it seems so obvious, but I always say it's, sometimes the answer is the answer. I think there's some evidence to go in a lot of different directions, which is mm-hmm. probably the intent. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, uh, Alden, do you want any other uh, bartenders and shopkeeps and innkeeps to be murdered by uh, Adar or Sauron? <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the Adar hit list <laughs> the rest of the episode. No, uh, well, first of all, Adar's clearly Darth Plagueis, which is Oh, yeah, yeah. Obvious. Or Mephisto. Yeah, I saw or, his, or I Mephisto. Saw his staff. Yeah, I saw his staff <laughs> hanging out there, yeah. 100%. But, I, I, but in, all, in truth, I'm going to stick with my The Stranger as Tom Bombadil. That's that's <laughs> what I'm that I, one. That, one, okay. that one I genuinely mean. I don't think he's Gandalf. Mm-hmm. An mm-hmm. argument can be made for Radagast, but like, if you're not yeah. going to go as hard into the into the the drugs as Sylvester McCoy's Radagast, I don't need it. <laughs> I love that Radagast. He's fine. He's perfect. Yeah. Um, Covered in Halbrand. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Halbrand, I still think is the Witch King of Angmar. Like, because mm-hmm. I, 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 again, like I said with Rachel and on that review, I love the idea that what is being said is true. You are a king. Yeah. It's just which one, and then which one you are like the actual like everything Galadriel's saying is true you will unite those people you are going to be the top dog but the witch king of angmar was the top dog of the nine yeah. so it's like just because mm-hmm. that's true doesn't mean you can't fall once you attain yeah said status um which i think is you know that's the that's the unreliable nature of like prophecy playing in and things like that destiny and, and yeah. to have an anti-aragorn i think would be a cool thing cinematically 
Uh, I love. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, yeah, and you've you've gone into that little bit of of, of the the anti Aragorn. I don't know why all those words are, are stumbling out of my mouth. It's because it's Tolkien. I just I've been looking at those wikis a lot lately. And I'm like, <laughs> man, could you just put in a Ted, a Bob, or as we saw in Andor, a Tim? Like, please, uh, every now and then. Uh, great stuff. Uh, we've been enjoying this series. Warmth, grandeur, splendor, and a little bit of uh, speculation. It makes for a lot of fun. High fantasy. And it's, uh, look, the show, The final, my final thought is the halfway point is the show had a tremendous amount of pressure on it, both from the bookkeepers at Amazon, $750 million for the entire show, whatever it uh, was or whatever it will end up being. They still haven't shot the f- next four seasons, so costs could rise. Um, you know, uh, are the numbers and ratings there? I'm not concerned about that, but they have to track those things. But I think they have the room to grow and breathe on this streaming platform. Um, you know, make all the jokes and attack Bezos all you want. I agree with that. But he is a fan of this property. He's a, this is a show that's probably close to his art, and that probably means something around those parts. So I think the show's going to have a time to to grow and be what it wants to be, and it's already uh, done that. And four episodes in, all the pressure on the show, it's lived up to uh, a lot of the hype put on it in a lot of ways, um, I think. I don't know. No expert on that, though, Alden. Now, before we move into our other land, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about a little bit of predictions, a little bit of themes. I just want to know who your superstars are so far. Who's mm-hmm. the guy or gal person creature that is like your person right now? Because we're, you know, we do that. We're Star Wars fans. We're, <laughs> you know, we like we like comics and things. Like everybody latches on. And I feel like I know what maybe my, you might both might say, but I want to I know for sure. Nikki, uh, let me try to choose first. You go. <laughs> All right, <laughs> got it. Roll, let me roll in my head what I want. Yeah, I will say um, probably the people I'm most like itching to see are. I mean, I as soon as I said that sentence, like five people. <laughs> I was like, um, okay, so yeah, I'll, I'll just say Arandir yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's he's new, <laughs> and it's almost it's one of those things where it's like you can go anywhere with this character, like. Elrond, Galadriel, known quantities in the end, right? Yeah. Obviously, massive journey to get there, but we have something. Yeah. Um, whereas the, these new characters, him, Bronwyn, um, Theo, the Southwinds, which it's not looking great for. Um, mm. I'm very, very <laughs> interested in in what they're doing. So I think I'm always the most sort of excited when they when they're on screen. I love that like slow motion escape through the the forest. Yeah. With yeah. the orcs chasing, I love that scene. Um, so yeah. Really excited for them, but of course, you know, I, I love Elrond too. <laughs> and <Yeah>. Elendil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah. No, actually, I, I'm glad you brought him up. Uh, Elendil's probably been the one, you know, to, to the spirit of your question, Alden, it's like, you know, looking at Game of Thrones, it's like, from the start, I was like, uh, me and Jorah Mormont, uh, we're good. We're going to hang out. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of the Mance Raider stuff. A lot of the old, if they're old and crusty, have, have a salt and pepper beard in Game of Thrones, I'm all on board. We're going to hang out. We're going we're gonna to talk shop. Um, yeah. So Elendil's got a little bit of that vibe, but uh, there's the the spirit of um, great purpose in front of you. But how do you get there? So I've been drawn to him. Um, I really do love, uh, you know, the tale of Galadriel is is just been pretty interesting, inspiring to watch and intriguing. Mm. Uh, Arandir has uh, been uh, amazing fun and the action star the series kind of needs, though, with a lot of depth and emotion. I, I, I was joking on one of our reviews, but like the first episode, we spent a lot of time with Hal Brown. I was like, man, I really like this guy. I'm hoping the best for this cat. Oh, wait a minute. 
He's scrappy. He's like an upstart. He's scrappy. Uh, I get it. I sometimes feel I'm an underachiever and, and that I can't get anyone to follow me into battle, but I, I kind of like this guy. You know, he's Aragorn. And, oh, wait a minute. So I've had to kind of recalibrate, yep. but I'll go with that there. So good question. That's All a the good you- answer. Yeah, I think I'm going to come down on, and I got a scene with him. I cannot help it. And it's not that I want to leave Durin out. But that's my favorite storyline, particularly because of Elrond and Disa. Yeah, Disa is just and and, and Nikki had seen because I was in I was in L.A. where we bumped into each other and mm-hmm. uh, had a great uh, cheesy bread adventure. Yeah, we did. Um, but I so Nikki saw the episode before me and he was like, "There's a there's a scene transition," and I thought it was the Palantir, which was amazing when Galadriel yeah. finally sees the mm-hmm. vision of Numenor's fall. Um, a spoiler within the actual show. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like <laughs> this will happen, by the way. Um, but the the fact that you can hear this vocalizing, this operatic singing during the Arandir and Theo and Bronwyn chase, and then it's actually in story singing as you yeah. cut to Disa is amazing. Yeah. I think she is so charming, so yeah. warm and beautiful and lovely and funny. Mm-hmm. This is so funny, and that's a that's a hard fantasy. Funny is not as easy as I think, like sci-fi or superhero funny, mm-hmm. because it yeah. it's it's there's a certain speechifiedness to it. It's hard to do, and Jackson nailed that, especially with you know Mary and Pip, but with Gandalf too a lot. Um, and she is that for me. I think she's the funniest and just uh, most engaging. Yeah, for me. Love it. Yeah, no, love that transition. Love yeah, decent uh, during during the fourth uh, a relationship between Elrond and Duron has been. Uh, Durant's been uh, very fun to uh, watch, very uh, heartwarming. So I, I love when we're on the screen together. Now, great stuff. Uh- this episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Uh, Rings of Power halfway through, but we're also halfway through five episodes into House of the Dragon. Uh, this show has been highly anticipated. Uh, that's to say the least. Uh, it is uh, rolling along in its stoic, somber way. Uh, so mm-hmm. halfway through, uh, Alden, uh, where are we at with this uh, this forthcoming dance of the dragons? Uh, pain. Can pain be a location? <laughs> Is that where we're at? I think we're at pain. Yeah, uh, pain's landing. Yeah. <laughs> pain's landing. Ill in pain, even. It it is a it is a harrowing yeah. show. And and we talked about warmth. We talked about grandeur and splendor. Like this is grand. But it, thank you, Eric Monroe. He he's in a mood, and so he had to join me at, at the mic. He is in a mood today. I get it. I get it. Uh, uh, but he, uh, yes, another a fellow fellow small dog guy. Um, but yeah, this this idea that one is warm and optimistic and full of hope um, 
And then the other is, like we've said, that's Game of Thrones is sort of what the world is. Yeah. It's something that we've said a lot on the show. And Ken, you've said that a lot with Star Wars and, and A Song of Ice and Fire um, as the two things that you really love. And this show has the dragons and the big lands and the big battles and everything. But it's it's it can be best defined by people side-eyeing each other at a wedding and how anxious that can make an audience feel. Yeah. Um, and it's super effective. And it's been great to talk with everybody along the way. Nikki, you can ace everybody. I know that Nikki and I will have conversations where he'll like, you'll throw out a name and you'll be like, wait for this person. And then <laughs> just, just wait for that person. And it's like, uh, the fact that it's being adapt, adapting something unreliable has been this well, has been a massive achievement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they had to move through a lot of things fast. I think they found a good uh, good uh, pace uh, to jump around, as you always say, Alden, to the meat of the story. Um, yeah, again, when I say highly anticipated, like I almost didn't think this day would come, that we'd actually have the show here, especially with the, the problems with the, the first spinoff uh, prequel with the pilot uh, being shot and then the show not getting uh, ordered to series. I, I just started to, you know, when it shows up, it'll, it'll be here. Then uh, the trailers, everything, um, you know, I, I almost didn't believe it then. But I've had a lot of fun five episodes into not just be back in this world, but dealing with things uh, a little bit more, I don't know, less subtle. This show is less subtle about what it's trying to say about our world, what it's trying to say about these people. Uh, and I've been enjoying that. Uh, despite, I always say it's somber. I sometimes miss a little bit more of, you know, the Hound and Arya on a little side sitcom uh, quest adventure or the humor yeah. of Tyrion. Um, but it's mm-hmm. not that House of Dragon doesn't have its own humor. I- I'll, I'll watch King Viserys uh, slicing a chicken with, you know, fervor at a wedding. <laughs> uh, My guy was getting all plate, all yeah. plate, all no plate. food. <laughs> All played. So yeah, uh, it, it for again, um, when when the show like this, uh, same with Rings of Power, has so much anticipation, so much that it needs to, um, so many things it needs to hit for so many different fans. Uh, this show is succeeding. Uh, despite all that being on top of it, and it's been a lot of fun. So Nikki, your thoughts on uh, House of Dragon so far? Yeah, I I agree that they've really found a bright place for the pacing of mm-hmm. what what really is still all the preamble of of the conflict. Um, I think, you know, going through the pages and, um, you know, various short stories that fire and blood that, you know, this is all pulling from. Um, it's like, yeah, I've, I've been really impressed at the amount of like story they've been able to extract from sentences, paragraphs, yeah. um, and turning it into something that just feels so, so real. Cause it's, it's one thing to be like, and Damon went to the step zones and then seeing the sword and the, you know, the, the, <laughs> suicide run and it's like oh my god um and yeah it's just it's it's so cool to to have this world brought to life especially with things like house uh, valerian and you know reading about this this house that is pretty minor by the time of the war of the five kings um i wonder why and uh <laughs> and um it's like now they're this you know they're this full-blown you know powerhouse and yeah and it, it's just it's so great to see all that and the you know the cast has been brilliant i think I, I i'm struggling to think of a a show where the the gulf between cast adorableness and character problematicness is is as wide <laughs> as the pacific ocean <laughs> like, like there it but every everything's so endearing about them behind the scenes and then yep. and then you see you watch the you know stuff like episode four where it's just all spice and it's looking all, at you fabian yeah, Frankel. it's it's all it's all just drama and chaos and and hot yeah. mess express um yeah it's it's really lived up to its billing i think and and it's just insane to think about like we haven't even really gotten started 
Um, yeah, yeah, it, it kicks up into high gear this week, absolutely, and it's already hit mm-hmm. some gears, right? It's already been out on yeah. the highway there. So, yeah, I, I agree with you there. And y- your point of just taking, you know, not unlike what Rings of Powers had to do, taking mentions, uh, references, uh, names, uh, s- sentences, and turning them into fully functional, deep, powerful episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. That ain't easy, clearly, and I, I think it's uh, succeeded under the weight of that as well. So. Good stuff there. In terms of the tone, I I keep coming back to that, but I'll ask both of you. Uh, do you, again, it's not without humor. It's definitely not without its own charismas and charms at points. Uh, I don't know what I want in its place. I, I agree with the decision to not have a character like Mushroom in this show. I don't know if it would work, but but Alden, I say it a lot every week. Is it is it too somber for its own good at times? I think that it is a little bit of a departure, but I, I I do agree. It has its charms. It has everything. And it's, it's almost like what kind of humor, like it doesn't have the quippy Tyrion or, or the really blunt and funny hound, but Damon is hilarious. If you buy into the, if you buy into the (laughs) BS that he's trying to buy into, like, like the, the, and and Nikki, we've had conversations off air about like very recently, like yesterday about the memification of things and how that can get away in the way of theme. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when it is a character based meme, like Damon Targaryen, like does not respect being exiled. He just walks right in whenever it happens. Like stuff like that is funny. Stuff like Viserys having that moment of like, (laughs) would you like to see the tapestries? Like things like that. It's really, it's more smaller in character. Mm-hmm. There's nobody that you can see walk on in frame and think, I'm going to get a joke now, like with Braun. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Yeah. It more comes from the side, and it can almost be anyone. Yeah, even a serious, somber moment like Rhaenyra walking back into camp covered in blood after all the stuff with the boar, which is powerful thematically, had its own kind of humor to it. Again, this kind of... It's, Harwin. It, yeah, 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 Harwin. Hey, hey, look at that. No, I love... I So I do love it. It's just... Yeah, and it's different tone. I don't need it to be the same. I don't need to be a carbon copy. I think it's smart not mm-hmm. to not to be that. Uh, but, Nikki, where are you at with that, too? And do you just uh, you yeah. know, want a, a sitcom-like episode? <laughs> no, yeah. I, I totally, like... I totally agree that, um, you know, it's the humor of characters like Tyrion is something that, something that really stood out in Game of Thrones. But, yeah. you know, much to Alden's point, it's like... Like I think the uh, Damon and um, the other the Royce guy at the wedding conversation mm, is yeah. super funny. Where he's just like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> that sucked," <laughs> and, like, and he's like, "It's your wife, dude." And I think I think Allison walking in and being like, "I'm happy for you, stepdaughter." Like that's funny. Yeah, um, it's yeah. it's that sass funny of uh, you know, it's like it's oh my it's like oh my gosh we're we're going it's yeah. it's very like character character oriented yeah, comedy yeah. Mm-hmm. or you know like yeah um and it's, it's it informs the way they think about each other which is not good yeah you know? <laughs> that's the thing is that it's it's so so much of the comedy that what you particularly just said right there the thinking about each other like corliss and rainies are hilarious without saying a lot because they're, they're like Eve Vest and Steve Toussaint's like facials are just amazing like mm-hmm. uh, episode one at the tournament yeah the, the- where they are clearly clearly so just above everything that is happening yeah is they, hilarious they are the couple at the at the reception uh which is something i love too now wonderful stuff there uh as we look towards the next five episodes i want to get to some questions here um from the audience also some ones i've selected but looking ahead for this uh, next five not less about predictions but just taking it home to the big ending and the cast cast switch let's not forget that uh, shout out to uh, Emily Carey and uh, uh, Millie Alcock, who just did uh, wonderful jobs, as well as the other uh, cast members of uh, playing younger characters. 
uh, characters when they were younger, I should say. Uh, yeah, the big switch is happening, though, Alden. What's your uh, expectations for the next five? Uh, approximately two to five minutes of missing Emily and Millie. Yeah. Not that I'm going to get over it and forget them, but no, yeah, yeah. they they released that one 60-second Rhaenyra uh, and Lanor after she gives birth, and they just put that out as a little promo clip. Yeah. I was in. I was in, <laughs> in. Like, it was like, Emma Darcy, they are going to crush yeah. Olivia Cook. She's, I mean, she's incredible. I anyway, know she's been on a wave. I think I mentioned this on our last stream. Yeah. Like, Olivia Cook sort of has that one to watch energy, similar to like a Florence Pugh or like a Timothy Chalamet. Like, it's their moment right now. And, yeah. and, she, and her as Allison is going to be unreal. So I'm very excited for that. It's fun to explain it to fans that are like, of the utmost like casual tier, like people like my mom who watch this, that like she won't remember as their names, but I told her like, oh, you know, next week they're going to be like grown women. And she's like, Oh, that's, <laughs> that's going to get even, even, even yeah. nastier. Like, you know, yeah. so that type of stuff is exciting too. Yeah. It was a big decision to do this, Nikki. It was a big decision to, to, to split this uh, season yeah. up and we might be, you know, you can always revisit the uh, younger performers again with the way you tell the story but a big decision uh we'll see how it pays off i guess but your thoughts at it uh the switch right now yeah i think it's it's really interesting um to do it you know halfway through a season i think it's i think it's a fascinating move just from a creative standpoint like if i'm like ryan condal or something like I'd, i'd look at the audience and say oh you loved you loved millie and you loved emily that's great now look who we really had in mind for these characters right like this is who's gonna take you now yeah. Um, till then, to the end of the series, yeah. and it's like, okay, then strap in. Um, and yeah, like Emma and Olivia, they are going to, they're gonna bring so much fire to to everything. Like it's gonna, it's gonna pop off. It's gonna be, yeah. It, it's just, I don't even know. I don't have the words. It's like I'm just so ready. It's 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 one of those things where it's like we're we're just again moving like rings of power. It's like we're ready. We're ready to move into the next gear here. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's just going to go. And I think yeah. people, I think people are going to be surprised at, um, I think, that, yeah. Or, or, it's, or it's like, I don't know where they're going to end the season. Yeah. First of all, I don't know where, I know where I would end it. Um, where would you end it? But like, where would you end it? Well, it, I don't want to get into like too spoilery stuff. I don't want to. Oh, that's true. That's true. I always forget. I don't want to like, uh, I always forget that. I'll <laughs> ruin what, the yeah. experience for anyone who hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Forget, you know, forget so, what Joffrey said uh, to Marjorie and forget what uh, uh, Stannis and his daughter were talking about Shireen. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we don't know that. No, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, so like I, I know a specific point in the you know the mm-hmm. the conflict that um yeah, yeah. I would end it at, but I think people are gonna be surprised at how how much these like next five episodes are gonna escalate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I think there's gonna be some uh, to your point, Alden earlier of you know uh, Emily Carey and and, and Millie Alcock were so good in the, in the leads. That there's going to be a little bit of a uh, I miss them, but I think I think once the action picks up, once you see where these characters are ten years on, I think I think it's not that again those are the earlier versions are be forgotten, but the show the show is going to, uh, as Nikki said, kick it up into high gear, rev it in like a uh, you know a Nissan on a uh, L.A. freeway with no traffic. You get that about <laughs> once a week. Um, That's so, a fantasy world. <laughs> it is, it's <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know where you live, Nikki. I can't get over there in under an hour, and I live ten minutes away. So, yep. yeah, uh, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, no, great stuff. Uh, you know, I, I, we can talk more about it here, but I do want to get some great questions. I also want to bring in one of our previous uh, guest hosts of the show. Uh, you've uh, listened to her on the Galactic Podcast, among other shows. Uh, always ha- fun to have her around here. Please welcome Loro, who knows it's Lauren Romo checking on hey. in. 
Laura, how you doing? What's up, Lauren? I'm good. What's going on, guys? You doing all right? You know, we're hanging out, talking about dragons and elves. <laughs> talking about that hot D. That hot, <laughs> hot D. Hot D. Very literally. Best, best acronym ever. Hot D undefeated. Yeah. We got, we got really some is. questions to get to, uh, Laura, but uh, quickly, I want to give you a chance to summarize your feelings, uh, you know, as, as quick as you can. Rings of Power, four episodes in, and that hot D, five episodes in. <laughs> Rings of Power has been really fun. I've been enjoying that. It's It's been a nice little slow burn, but it's picking up, you can tell, and it's just a really nice story so far. It feels very Lord of the Rings, very cinematic, very just story-driven, character-driven as the movies were, and I'm just, I'm enjoying the heck out of that show. Yeah. I can't wait for the, the rest of the season to come out. Um, Hot D, I mean, what what... What can we say that hasn't been said already? Like, you know, the internet's wow. got a lot of theories on Hot D. Yeah, they, they really that do. That's true. They, they're out there for sure if you're looking for them. But <laughs> yeah, halfway through and I'm just, I'm, I don't even know what to expect. I, yeah. I've i said that before. I'm not a book reader, so I have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, you could see the conflict building between Allison and Rhaenyra. And that was probably the most I I was anticipating heading into the show. And it hasn't disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I'm more Team Renera than Team Allison. But Correct. I'll tell you what, this this last episode, though, <laughs> she made a baller play with going into yeah. that wedding and it's wearing that good. green dress. Like, Super, I was yeah. like, okay, queen, just all right, I got you. I'm with you. I see what you're doing. And yeah. I appreciated it. And the acting has just been so good so far. And you know I'm I'm Team Damon too. I love that guy. Wow, he is yeah. One of my favorite characters. He's again. I've said it before here. He's like a Jamie Lannister in yeah. a weird way, and I appreciate that for what, some reason. It's odd, but yeah. yeah. What yeah. Uh, what moment do you like best of Damon? Uh, uh, you know, oh, uh, killing his uh, <laughs> wife or stealing a dragon egg. <laughs> There's so many to, to don't even want to get to the Rhaenyra stuff. List. What's your know, favorite right. Damon moment? That, <clears throat> that's yeah that that whole that whole episode that whole God. thing yeah 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 but yeah. i i i think there's just his just whole demeanor to me is just like mm-hmm. he he care he doesn't care but he cares to a point he cares about his family like he cares about his brother he cares about his his niece to a certain degree mm-hmm. but he is at, but he is out for himself just yeah. like anybody else would be so it's just very fascinating interesting but i think yeah that that scene of him going into and going after the 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 uh, crab master or whatever his name is, that was a heck of a scene, and Matt Smith killed it. Like just mm-hmm. literally was literally. amazing, right? Yeah. Literally, literally killed, killed the crab game. Uh, crab but team. it was that was probably my favorite, my favorite uh, scene of yeah. his so far. I love yeah, uh, Big Lou. Big Lou in the chat just yells, "Leroy Hungarian!" <laughs> It'll never get old. Yeah, that's no, always I, funny. I, I, I'm curious, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm absolutely asking. There's a lot of fans of Damon out there, and by the way, I like him too. He is. I uh, made the reference of uh, one of our reviews. He's like Charlie Day's character in uh, Always Sunny. He's a wild card and just uh, jumps mm. out of the van when he wants to. But uh, yeah, so I, I get it. I just I'm, I'm curious to the appeal because he does do some horrendous things. There's parts of him oh. that are uh, are not uh, maybe to be celebrated, but that's also why we come to this world. And I think. In other properties, we would maybe uh, not root for some of these characters as much, but this is the the world that uh, Cersei, uh, you know, destroys everyone in a sept and takes a sip of wine, and we all cheered <laughs> uh, for good reason. 
Really? For good reason. It was, yes. it was, it was well-earned. Standing ovation. So anyways, that, that's why I was, uh, you know, really truly asking Lauren of, of uh, uh, you know, jokes aside, like, you get it, but 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 I, I know what you're saying, and that energy we we can now call it uh, big Damon energy. Uh, we can take yes. that into the real world uh, mm-hmm. and use that there. So love that there. Uh, great stuff yeah. there. Uh, thank you everyone who's watching live here. This is a Cashly Talk. We're having a lot of fun hanging out with Alden Diaz. We got uh, Nikki Lauren here as well. We got some questions. Uh, this uh, comes from my personal Discord, which is uh, right now tied on my Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash/KenNapsock. Uh, down the line, maybe we'll have a Casterly Talk Discord. That's uh, a lot of extra work, uh, and I'm lazy <laughs> at heart. Uh, so here we go. Uh, no, uh, Will McLean uh, says, what character from Hot D, House of the Dragon, would you put in Rings of Power and vice versa? Uh, he says, he adds, this is meant to be for fun. It could be serious, logical answer, or ridiculous answer for laughs and whatnot. Uh, but I love anyone who has to clarify. Look, I'm asking for fun. Uh, <laughs> there, no, Will's always in chat. Love that. So, uh, Lauren, I'll start with you. What what character from House of Dragon when you put in the old Rings universe and uh, vice versa? Oh, wow. Um, you know, it would be really interesting would be Viserys, to be honest. I mean, an older gentleman. Put the king in gentleman. there? Viserys yeah. goes in? I love that. Put, put, put him in there and see how he would kind of, you know, yeah. rule that world and how he would, you know, would it be different than what it is in Westeros. Like, how would he do that? Like Middle Earth? Yeah. How would he, you know, compare to the kings of that, yeah. um, uh, you know, area? <laughs> so I think it'd be cool. I think him being in there would be really interesting. I love that. Me. I love that idea because, I don't know, do they, because he's just kind of this guy who kind of quietly, um, you know, kept the peace in a way. And would that be right. appreciated more in, in the Rings world and Lord of the Rings world? Perhaps, perhaps. Not that there's not intrigue and people uh, itching for war, but... Uh, <laughs> Right. There. Okay, great answer. So you're drafting Viserys into Rings of Power. Who are you drafting into House of the Dragon from Rings of Power? Oh, man. I I mean, I might be taking somebody's answer, but Galadriel. Give me Galadriel in Game of Thrones, <laughs> and I think she would just clean house. I yeah, really do. Yeah. She's that powerful. I think this whole women don't rule would just be nonsense to her, <laughs> and she wouldn't take it lightly. Mm. I think her and Rhaenyra would be like best friends. Yeah, I think they would like team up and like say, yeah, we can take this over and do what they need to do to get it done. But yeah, Gladriel would be, I think, an interesting uh, character from Mm. you know Rings of Power to drop into to some hot D. That's some that's some uh, (laughs) big Gladriel energy over there. I love that. We got some uh, uh, great answer here. Uh, Smog and Sea Smoke. I don't know which one's crossing (laughs) over. Who we but mm. that'd be a battle. Andres Cabrera right. be excited to see that one there. Great stuff there, <laughs> uh, Nikki. Who you drafted? We got this is like uh, you know the old elementary school days. Who yeah. you picking for the kickball team here? It, it's funny. I was I was having a similar thought, and I was going to say Caraxes because I just love for Smaug to be like, so you don't talk, and he's just like, <laughs> 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 um, but but in but in seriousness, I I maybe might go with the sea snake, but yeah. uh, Corliss Valerian the. Great, um, you know, sea traveler, sea explorer through uh, into the rings of power world. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, Um, that'd be that'd be great. You know why? Because he'd be like, "You're telling me I can't sail to the Undying Lands? Watch me. Yeah, (laughs) hold my egg. We'll do it and bring something back. (laughs) Yeah." Yeah. yeah, he'll do the whole song as he goes in. Like you know. <laughs> he, learns, he learns the sheet yeah. music. He's so determined. He's got yeah. it on a parchment. Awesome. And then um, the reverse. I think there's a lot of like fun answers, but I think the the one that feels the most like world to world, I, I think, is Farazan into yeah. into Hot D. Yeah. Um, oh, because no. Farazan is a Farazan's a, a, mm. a full on schemer. 
Yeah. You know, trust that guy. Um, and uh, he's a politicker. And I think he would think he would fit very well in King's Landing. Oh, he would. No, that's and, and, and Bill Bro Bagginson's has that answer in chat, too. I, he because yep. you see him walking around flea bottom, just winning everyone over. Just, uh, yep. you know, you know, I think that'd be that's a great answer. Plus, he's got kind of the beard for it. He's got the beard for the House yeah. of the Dragon yeah. Westeros world. Great answers there. Uh, we got some more coming in the chat here. Uh, love that there. Uh, Alden, who who you picking here? Who, who are you sending over? I I would love to see Rhaenyra go to Middle-earth. And I would be lying if I didn't think about Rhaenyra meeting Smaug. I, I don't, you know, time-wise, that might be off. But <laughs> uh, the, just the, the idea of Smaug maybe being like, maybe compelled to have respect for somebody with like that much gumption that mm-hmm. he would be like, I'll wear your little saddle for, <laughs> for a moment. Yeah. Uh, that, that would be a fun moment. And then reverse from, from rings into house of the dragon. I mean, it's like, I don't want to send anyone I love to die. Nori, you're off the table. You, you, must, be, <laughs> you must be protected at all costs. Yeah, anyone yeah. that is vulnerable. I think we'd have to send someone over like, Maybe maybe Durin the fourth. Yeah. Somebody like that. Somebody that is of the toughest possible stock that is just yeah. honor bound and would suffer no fools who like if Otto assassed him at a small council meeting, he'd be like, We're doing a smashing contest right now. <laughs> a very different everybody. kind of dwarf in Westeros. <laughs> yeah. Oh, imagine trying to treat him that way. Yeah, yeah no. You're yeah. not getting that. You're not putting up with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Love that there. Love that. No, that's great. That's a great answer there. Uh, so that's one side of your draft, right? Uh, no, you got Renair going this way. Yeah, going that Renair way. goes that way. Goes that. All right, yeah, yeah, no, the great answers. Uh, Farazan was close for me, too. But I think if I'm taking someone from Rings into House of the Dragon, I would take Halbrand Hel- because of what I said earlier. I kind of like that guy, but I have <laughs> I have bad feelings about what he might become uh, in uh, this world uh, that where he's in. So, But if he goes to Westeros... And suddenly proclaims himself either the Witch King or Sauron. People are going to be like, "Well earned, man! You really discovered yourself. Good job. There's some horrible people. Let's go. Let's go. Let's so go." What's your sigil? Yeah. Oh, the big eye. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's cool. That's a great yeah. sigil. Could you see that sigil? That'd be a great sigil, Nikki. Right? But you, you rule yeah. for this guy. One house, house words are just like. Black speech, <laughs> like that. black speech of Mordor there, right, and, and he's like, "Oh, there's a prop. There's some kind of a night king coming down for no. Let's go burn him. Let's go burn him. Ain't no one gonna come into my land, and you'd be rooting for him. <laughs> and I, and then I'd be having. I, I could I could love Halbrand with all my heart and not feel guilty about it there. So I'll send him there. And if I'm taking That's anyone fair. from House of the Dragon and sending him over, um, you know what? Maybe yeah. I, I think. Uh, Ranger Donald kind of says uh, 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 the Damon thing uh, there. I would love to see Damon go over into Rings of Power for almost the opposite reason, where he is so, uh, you know, wild card like he is. He's so uh, good but bad, and you, you love to hate him, and you, and you hate to love him. And he gets over to this world that is more pure of heart, and it's pretty clear. And then you can maybe really find out what's in his heart. Is he the loyal brother who does really, truly like maybe his family and family history? It just wants to be loved? Uh, or is he the dastardly rogue prince? We'd find out pretty fast there, I think. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damon will not get to ride Smaug. Damon will, <laughs> will annoy Smaug and it would be over. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Smaug would be like, I don't have time for this. Uh, Douglas in uh, Discord asked this, uh, which character from House of the Dragon do you actually think would be a good ruler? So this is kind of the old for the throne kind of question, not the odds on who actually might get it. That's a different kind of uh, show here, but... 
Uh, who who would be the ruler, Nikki? And and by the way, I, maybe you could throw in uh, you know something for Viserys that hey, maybe he's better than people think or better than he thinks. That's a fair uh, thought, maybe. But I don't want to mm-hmm. take your answer. Uh, what do you got? I think what makes House of the Dragon era super fascinating to me is I think like in my heart, I think the answer is no one. Like I can't yeah. look at any of these people and say. I'd want to, I want to put my, <laughs> my money on you, you know, yeah. there's always, you know, there's, you know, in, in Game of Thrones, we have Jon Snow who fits this perfect fantasy trope of, you know, those who, um, you know, those best suited to power don't seek it. Yeah. And in House of the Dragon, we don't have that character, right? Yeah. Like yeah. there's just, everybody is just a bit of a mess. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a tough question. I think, um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who I would give it to right now. I'd give it to little Samuel Blackwood. Um, <laughs> he's he's got some heart. He's yes. got some grit. Um, and I think if you if you put him on the spot with a with a crown on his head, he'd do more good than harm. I love that. Will McClain says that one Stark I saw in episode one. Maybe that's it. Uh, Aaron, I'm, a, I'm a big. I'm a big fan of a Stark who's going to show up later. Yeah, that's right. I uh, might have I might have put my money on him, but on right him. now, yeah, right now, little Samuel Blackwood, Eric Monroe is out of high tower. I think that's good there too. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'll I'll slide in here with uh, uh, who I think it's it's very very tough. It's very very tough in this in this land and uh, to find a, a a true heart to lead and and I I've run through the options as, as best I can and to, to be honest I. I'm struggling to find an answer because I don't know if anyone's pure of heart yet. I don't know what we kind of need. Viserys <laughs> is the prospect that got away. He just is the self-defeater that probably could have been better, uh, but he just along the way uh, fell into pleasing everyone. Um, and, and that's not necessarily a bad trait, but it's also could be a self-destructive trait. So uh, I don't know. I, 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 I feel it's a cheat answer to say no one too, but I kind of, I kind of, side with that maybe it's someone who has yet to emerge and uh, i don't know you know uh we will uh, uh, the throne isn't necessarily up for grabs outside the targaryen family here so uh we'll see i don't know i don't oh you know what here's the thought here's a walk i thought masaria just give it to her there you go she's mm. earned it she's earned it uh she's business oriented she's, she's, yeah, <laughs> business oriented well connected well connected yeah, well, very well connected yeah. good with information so there you go uh, i love that there alden who do you got mm-hmm. Uh, look, it's so weird to like give this guy love because like I don't love him. I'm just like amazed at his ability to do his job. Oh, Lord Strong, like Lionel Strong, like this this, <laughs> this guy is wrong. is the yeah. definition of a dependable employee. <laughs> like <laughs> so far, like I, obviously everyone's got an agenda in Thrones. No, we can't be fooled by this. His, but his is less apparent, right? Yeah, I mean, like that. his his sons are clearly going to be both big players. And one of his sons in particular has already started playing the game of Thrones, but mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting in terms of his functionality and his three or four moments of giving definitive counseling answers. Mm-hmm. He's always been measured. He's yeah. always been like genuinely helpful. He could hate, he could hate the Targaryens and I wouldn't know. Um, so he's, yeah, this, this guy, yeah. again, it's like, I'm not like, yeah, what a favorite, but uh, this actor, this character is <laughs> yeah. solid. His, his advice yeah. is generally so on point that I half expect his like final line to be, I've read the books, you'll grace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like I, yeah. I have a world of ice and fire and I've looked through it. Yeah. No, there, there's because there, Otto's a great answer, but he has a little bit of that time and energy and, and he's done some mm. questionable things. 
Lord yeah. Strong hasn't done anything super questionable yet. And he just might yeah. be kind of that, uh, you know, um, he doesn't uh, reach too far to get what he wants. And, and maybe he'd slide into a position of power. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Lionel uh, is, is, a, is a vote from Bill Bro uh, there as well. <laughs> Lionel Strong, indeed. Uh, so there you go, uh, Lauren. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of pressure here. Who do you got? Who you? Who do you think the actual? Yes. Who'd be the best ruler of this wild cast of characters now? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like what Nikki was saying. Like Game of Thrones, you kind of rooted for Jon Snow, right? And you rooted for certain characters. Mm-hmm. In uh, in Hot D, man, they're all hot mess. <laughs> I mean, they really are. To to you know to the point where we're at in the story. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say, and I'll give her, I'll give this character credit, Rhaenyra. I I think in her heart, maybe prior to her best friend betraying her, yeah. I think before that moment when her father, you know, named her, I think she, I think she would have, a, she would have been a really good ruler, and I think she had what it would have took because I think she believed in what her father was telling her about the Song of Ice and Fire, and that the Targaryen, yeah. the families you know, have to be the one to lead the people of Westeros to save them from this impending doom. And yeah. she understood that. And I think she really believed that. And she even kind of said that to uh, Sir Kristen, like, you know, the throne is bigger than you or I. So I think she believes yeah. in the the story and in the idea that the Targaryens are the ones to protect this land. Mm. And I think she would have did it with that sole purpose. Um now I think that's ruined. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, I it's hard to say, yeah. uh, but I think you know, I, I, I would say Renera to a certain point would have been a good would have been a good choice. But now again, I think I agree with most of all of us. Like it's it's hard to say right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pick a specific person, but I would go with Rhaenyra though for sure. Small folk. Oh, yeah, is, it, is this part where we all start laughing? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was say, remember when Sam suggested democracy? <laughs> he didn't even use the word democracy. He was just like, "What if? What if everybody?" <laughs> yeah, uh, I love that. There, yeah, no, great, great stuff. And yeah, yeah, uh, Rhaenyra then versus Rhaenyra now might be the debate. I still think maybe one of the best answers is just uh, let Allison and Rhaenyra discover the love for each other, marry them, and they have we have a two queen system, and they balance mm-hmm. each other. Out and the land is I fine. I like it. And the I land like is fine. Uh, but I love it with the with the added weight of hey, this you know this uh, this uh, dagger carries this inscription, and and we have to be concerned about this. I do go back to Lionel Strong. He'd probably be told that and be like, yeah, okay, cool. I got a plan for that. Yeah, cool, no problem. <laughs> got this thing. Uh, question coming in here that uh, I, I thought was really interesting because it ties into one of those wild theories that pops up in the. Um, the Game of Thrones world, uh, but now we're in the House of the Dragon era. Uh, Orlando, thanks for uh, watching and checking in, Orlando. So do you guys think there's something to the anti-dragon maester conspiracy and the maester's citadel being behind the Targaryen Civil War and ultimately the death of all dragons? Uh, and Orlando follows up, uh, Melos uh, didn't seem uh, very desirous to cure uh, Viserys with anything other than the leeching, which uh, haven't worked thus far. Yeah, and you got the other, uh, was it uh, or- Orlin? I think the other maester is kind of like, I've got something. And, and, and Melos is like no, mm-hmm. uh, this is great because this is something that kind of pops up even if you're looking at the 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 Game of Thrones era of the Maesters, the suppression of magic, the return of magic, dragons being tied into that. So uh, I, I love going into this, and like any good prophecy or uh, speculation, it's how you view it and how you want to engage with it. So um, Nikki, what do you think about this idea? Is there kind of a, are we seeing part of the conspiracy play out now? Let this dragon king die. Give him a leech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think it's one of those things. It's like I'm not. 
particularly tied to it. Like yeah. I don't think about it, but like, I think it's super feasible. Um, especially now with the Citadel being an old town, the seat of yeah, House Hightower, Hightower yeah. you know, and, and it's, it's all that. And yeah, I mean, the point about um, Game of Thrones and especially in the books, it's, it's a much bigger feeling yeah. of, of this anti-magic, the maesters are trying to clamp down on what you can know. Um, yep. Those are those are definitely big things at play, more so in the in the novels. So I feel like it's it's definitely something I can see as brewing. It's like whether or not they take the time to address it, fill it out. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, and then I think and I think I feel like if they don't, then it will just kind of remain a, little, a conspiracy fan conspiracy. Yeah. But if they start like really digging into it. I think that is a is a really interesting angle, yeah. Um, because it, it gives sort of more agency to like just this office, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like they're just these guys going around, or are they, or do they have like something a little more meteor on the <laughs> yeah. on the agenda? Right. And it's some of the stuff that I love in A Feast for Crows and Archmaester Marwyn and a lot of that kind of stuff, where it does play out a little differently. And the fact that Marwyn was uh, over in uh, a shy and w- w- you know may have uh, run into Miri door door and all that kind of stuff, I, I, I've always loved that angle. Uh, yeah, it's not as, as prevalent in, in, in the first show, which they, they chose to do, uh, you know, put out the themes and tell the story they wanted to do. And a lot of those things uh, maybe fell by the wayside. Um, so I'm not attached to them as well either. But it's kind of fun because, you know, I don't know, Alden and, and, and Lauren, what you think. But like the thing about the Maesters is it's such mm-hmm. a great racket because you got one in every castle. Right. What yeah. a thing. We got to come on. We got our chains. Let us let us go live with you. Take care of your kids. Tra- train your kids. <laughs> Uh, let us help suppress suppress magic. It kind of works. They get to influence everything, and they and decide the, what season it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they just get to. Yeah. I'm just gonna say it now. Uh, like, there's a there's a trend in the original show where it is presented to you for a long time. Like, this is an honorable order of, yeah, of yeah. experts on things, and maybe Pycelle's just you know the awful one, the awful and then one, you the meet outlier, Kyburn, yeah. and you're like. Okay, you're like more awful, but in a different way. He's not even a priest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not even. Yeah, I even spelled that, that that whole thing. Like, and you're like, okay, well, there's like this guy sucks politically. This guy's like a, a fringe dark science guy, uh, cloning dark science secrets only. Kybert knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you you're starting to get this picture. Like, maybe they're all kind of bad. Like, yeah. Hey, maybe Samwell's the first good one. All um, the real I mean, like. Died. Who, right. Who's the who's the the Slughorn? Nikki, Professor Slughorn plays him. Oh, uh, Jim Broadbent's Ar- character. Arch- yeah, Jim Broadbent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he was balanced. Maester Lewin, Winterfell. Maester Lewin. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. A real yeah. G. But yeah. I mean, yeah, but even on that idea, I think if if uh, if you were to tell, uh, you know, Maester Lewin's probably got some knowledge of you know some things there. He's got a lot of chains that he's a lot of, a lot of courses he studied. But if you were to be like, hey. Uh, I'm gonna go perform a, a magic ceremony on the in the in the forest. He'd be like, absolutely not, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna let you do that. You yeah. can you cannot watch gremlins. They're little devils. Get inside. Hundred <laughs> yep. percent. Yeah. So it's an interesting thing to see. Like maybe there is more to them. I. Yeah. It has been interesting that they've made it a point in all of these like medical treatment scenes to make the difference between this younger maester and, and Melos. And it's like, yeah. is that just the show doing the, you're not listening to young people theme, which like it applies that way and works. Um, or, or is it like this guy actually has it out for Viserys and possibly this whole family. That's, yeah. I, I'm, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to be like, I subscribe to that theory, but I would not be opposed. 
Oh yeah, yeah, and and yeah, yeah and, and theories don't drive the shows forward for me. But no, Orlando's got a great uh, thought there, and yeah, even the th- he he had stuff about the the rats, the rats nibbling the blood at the end, symbolism of the gray rats. Uh, love that. Bill Bro uh, has this one. I feel like the leech's seat is there because Condal's a big book fan. I think he's having fun. The show will never say for sure that the Maesters are up for something. <laughs> I actually would love that, yeah. even if that was confirmed yeah. later on. That like, Condal's like, yeah, I'm just effing with y'all. Um, yeah, but I'm paying <laughs> a, a no to it. He, like yeah. he's learned enough in it all. To yeah. kind of be like, I know how much I can tease, yeah. how much I can put that in there for for the people who kind of know. Kind of yeah, and, yeah and, I can and, see that. And the theories get fun and wild and, and you know, Quaith and uh, her being, uh, you know, Danny from the future or uh, was it Shearer, Sea Star, all the stuff. I, I love it. I can go down those rabbit holes, but uh, I don't want to ever move too far from the themes that the show's dealing with. But Lauren, as someone who hasn't yeah. spent a lot of time with the books, this is a great question for you. Suspicions of the Maesters over the years. How much have you had? I mean, now that it's brought up, I kind of dig it. Like, it kind of makes <laughs> See? sense, right? So like, you start thinking about it. Yeah, you do. Because, I mean, it, and if you add it to, you know, the High Towers are from Old Town, right? If I'm, yeah, that's, if I'm that's, that's they're the keepers of it, yeah. Right. So, like, it would add up to, like, maybe that's how the High Towers thought of bringing down the Targaryen dynasty was like Ooh, that's, subtly, that's a good yeah. subtly and and slowly just kind of what Otto maybe has been doing yeah. in the background and everything like that. So I, I kind of dig it. It makes sense because, I mean, they are the keepers of all, the maesters, and they are the ones that, like you guys have been saying, they're the ones that teach these, you know, these lords and ladies yeah. and everything like that. So it makes sense that they would want to have some type of control yeah. And knowing that the magic is out there and they are more of a science kind of maybe based uh, organization, yeah. they would make want to say, <laughs> yeah. might want to squash but that even and as, say, uh, no, Ranger we're, Donald, we're the real deal. Yeah, as Ranger Donald points out in chat, they don't know about disinfecting things, apparently. So I don't know. The science is a <laughs> right. little loose no, over there. I don't know where all the uh, McCumber truthers are in the, <laughs> yes. in the, in the realm. Yes. McCumber. Who believes? That, that, that's, that's a good call. That, that is the, really can call. we get the Netflix parody doc on uh, right. the McCumber believers? <laughs> uh, that'd be great. And like their one, like. Like how every conspiracy has like that high profile celebrity that yeah. like kind of backs it a little. That's Rob Stark. That's like, Rob Stark. Oh, you get, you get Richard job. Madden and he's like, look, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Oh, that'd be great. Cause you know, especially when brand challenges on, on that, when he tells, you know, uh, we're in the eye of a blue eyed giant. Well, maybe we are. And maybe like Rob Stark's like, all right, now that you mentioned it. Like, Damn. <laughs> Closes the Don't forget Maester Crescent too. Yeah, no, yeah. a lot of stuff. And, and it's funny. And going to the to Maester, the Maester thing. It's I think um, again, it's 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 played totally different. I think in in HBO's Game of Thrones, but just for us as a, as a pop culture society, there we we meet Lewin uh, Maester Lewin first, and he's so nice, and we're so yeah. sad when he goes. So it's a great way to go. Hey, and you know, Eamon Targaryen, Maester Eamon, mm. we like him. Oh, yeah. We like him a lot. Oh, no, that's the true. The rest are pricks. <laughs> you like me? Yeah. It's, like, it's the inverse. Yeah, it's the inverse. Right. It's the inverse. It's the inverse. Yeah. Because there's something yeah. too. I love Kyburn, Anton Lesser. Can't wait to see him in Andor. He's a spectacular mm. performer. He's mm. so great at, at, at Kyburn, and it's a long play for that character. Uh, but it, it got to the point too where as I'm starting to root for Cersei more, I'm rooting for Kyber. And I'm like, yeah, those those efforts kicked him out, dummies. He just wanted to experiment and turn people into zombies. Zombies, like, come on. He's great. He's great. So, could be something there. We're almost done with the show here. I did want to play, I want to go to the uh, 
uh, Ravens. We always like to send the Ravens. Uh, you can call in via the Anchor Anchor app. Uh, I apologize. I've been uh, behind on some of the calls, but I did want to play this one from one of our uh, longtime listeners and supporters. He's in chat now, but he has been with me along with Ranger Donald from the beginning there with the Daily Thrones days. And I think there was that kid Alden used to call into the show. I don't know what happened to him back in the day. Uh, but uh, Eric Monroe's got this one, uh, this call, and I want to play this here. Hey, Ken Alden and Cassidy Talk Show. I just really wanted to praise Millie Othlock for doing just such an amazing job as Rhaenyra Targaryen. It was a very important role, and she really had to lay a foundation for this character that we're going to see throughout the series. And I just think she's brought such a strength, a little bit of a vulnerability as well, and I just think she's been terrific. And I don't want her to be forgotten. I know Emma Darcy is going to be probably fantastic in the role, but I think we all should remember that Millie Alcock will always be the first that played it. And also, um, as far as I'm the king of the narrow sea, I love the episode. And I really want to say I loved seeing Storm's End. House Baratheon is my favorite house. We only saw, um, we saw Under the Stormlands with the Shadow Baby being born. And we saw um, the parlay in the Stormlands between Stannis and Renly. But actually seeing Storm's End, loved it. Um, and it made me think of the, the, the guy who rules Storm's End right now, Gendry Baratheon, who I wouldn't mind seeing again in the Jon Snow show. Ooh, there we go. Bringing it back to the uh, Jon Snow. Sp- Everyone's coming back for the Jon Snow spinoff. I <laughs> no, love it. Great thoughts. And yeah, we talked a little bit about it earlier, but I think it's a great way to kind of close the show here as we uh, say goodbye to these two performers, at least for now. Again, flashbacks, uh, the way you tell the story in season two. I'd be rooting for it uh, and rooting for them to find out a way to bring these performers back, all of maybe the younger performers, but... We've praised Emily Carey. She's so great at Allison Hightower. So great providing heart to that character that might not even be on the page simply because of the people telling the story in Fire and Blood and their view of the character. But focusing here on uh, both Emily Carey, but at Millie Alcock as we leave, Alden, uh, what do you think about Eric's call and uh, the well-deserved praise for this performer? Yeah, I mean, well said there on that call. I start leading with Millie immediately, like again, like we started. There's going to be that moment where I'm like, oh, she was so good. And it's really hard to do, not like it's the same thing, but like looking at like Hayden Christensen was a huge part of 2022 with his return to Star Wars. Like it's hard for a young performer to make somebody sympathetic when we also know that there's like a wrath that is like slowly building up. Um, And I think that that was something that she balanced out so beautifully throughout these where like those moments of humanity of like, I just want to fly across the sea and eat cake. And the first time she meets Kristen or, you know, uh, coming home to her parents and she smells like dragon, like all that stuff, you completely understand who this person is at their core. And then, you know, like to your point, Lauren about like her, her suitability and like how she would rule and how that is corrupted and changed. Millie played that all so perfectly. Mm. There's elements of like universal stuff that's like even teens in our world have, like <laughs> just the feeling like really done with the parents or like roll, eye rolling at Jason Lannister and things like that. She nailed all those beats, but then the destiny element that her father has imparted onto her. I mean, she did so beautifully with all of that. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'd love to see to see a return. Yeah, and a great career uh, about to take off for uh, Millie as well there. So, Nikki, your thoughts on her and Emily Carey as well as we uh, move on to uh, the final five episodes of season one. For sure, yeah. I think um, they they did, they both deserve all the praise they could possibly get. I think um, to, to be so pitch perfect for these two characters that are the core of the, the show, the conflict, um, and to, again, not even be 
you know, the casting for the majority of the series. Like it's, it's again, like Emma Darcy and Olivia Cook were the first announcements as yeah. Alison Hightower, um, Rhaenyra Targaryen. Like they are, they are the, they're the headliners. And for these two um, young actors to come in and play them for five episodes and just nail everything and even do, um, they navigate the the little mini time jumps that we've already been through. Yeah. And to, to show growth and change in those characters in just these, these few episodes. Um, they're incredible. I'm definitely going to miss them. It's again, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we miss them and then we move on. <laughs> uh, but like, uh, yeah, I think they're, they've got great futures ahead of them. That's for sure. Whether they're back in the show or not, um, yeah. they're, they're, they're little stars about to go. Absolutely. And, and yeah, tracking their growth from um, definitely more innocent time, uh, young teenagers hanging out under a tree to where they are in episode five. Uh, that that's hard enough, and and they, and they provided heart. They provided the heart of this series. I keep saying somber, and it's a sobering series, and it's got kind of uh, you know this dark tone. Uh, they they their heart. They're they're navigating these waters. The the the, the big um, you know the big scene in episode one. The the death of Emma uh, uh, Targaryen, Emma Aaron, and in, in birth there. Was, controversy aside, was this uh, signpost? For both of them, what this world uh, will do to them, what this world views them as, and and how they're going to relate to that, and to track that from that episode to now, they've done such a great job. Uh, two sides of the coin, and it's unfortunate that, that society, this society, and quite frankly, our society, uh, puts uh, them at odds and tears them apart instead of builds them yeah. up together. That's been one of the big themes. But Lauren, I'll close with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, your thoughts on these uh, uh, two young women in this world uh, that is uh, yeah. not unlike minus the dragons, our world at times. <laughs> yeah, it. They really played it so well. I mean, if Millie and Emily don't play it as they do you don't get sucked into the story like Mm. i mean that's full stop like without their acting without their emotional beats that they hit in each episode in each scene that they were with together that relationship which this like you guys have been talking about the foundation of the show is based on Mm. you you don't have the show moving forward like they have to set this up to get to where we are right now getting to this halfway point like they have to get us there and they have done such a wonderful job in selling these characters and selling how these young women were treated, like how they're treated in this world and what they had to go through and like their different ideological like views, you know, with, you know, Allison saying and seeing that you have to be a woman of the realm and do what you're supposed to do versus Renera being like, I'm going to do what I want because I am who I am. I'm a Targaryen and I can, you know, do as I please like you have these two very different viewpoints and they play them so well and there's so many scenes that they are so well in together and I I, I hope I hope we see them again in season two for flashbacks mm-hmm. and they are those two are on a like star rising I think I'm I can't mm-hmm. wait to see what they're in next like yeah. they have captivated me from episode one till now and I'm I hope we see them again for sure Love it. Love it. Well said. Thank you, Lauren, for popping in here. I really appreciate it. A lot of fun. Uh, We are going to start wrapping up, uh, not only because, you know, we've we've gone long tonight, but as I've uh, been, I have a real bad back problem and it's hurting to sit. So I've got to wrap up. (laughs) This is what happens when all you young whippersnappers uh, uh, come on the show with this old guy here. Uh, (laughs) I will never let you falter and I will never let them stick to the leeches. (laughs) Thank you. you. We'll try everything. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Please. Please, please. 
I appreciate that. Now, thank you all. Thank you to everyone who watched live here tonight and to those who are listening later on podcast form. Really appreciate you guys checking in that. And yeah, we are now uh, on the path to being a partnered YouTube channel. We started the YouTube channel this year uh, in full speed. So, you know, it's it's always tough out there. Uh, and we appreciate you guys. Like they always say on the local news, there's a lot of news choices. We thank you for choosing us. <laughs> We're CBS too, but we appreciate it. Uh, we dive deep here in Castle Talk. We discuss things a little... Um, a little differently than other channels out there, and those aren't bad. This is the way we do it, and, and I know we're not always accessible. When you're having these deep theme conversations, it's a little different than reactions or, I like that dragon, uh, and we do that as well, but we appreciate you guys following us here on the journey. We've only just begun here as well. Nikki, I want to thank you, man. You know, Alden said, I'd like to get my guy Nikki on this show, and I went, <laughs> I don't know, but really, I uh, love your presence, love what you have to say. Thanks thanks for stopping by. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me it's uh you know always for anyone who gets to sit in front of a microphone just a privilege to talk about stories we love with like-minded people people in the chat people listening later it's what it's about love it all then appreciate it you are truly uh the prince damon to my dying king viserys <laughs> and uh, <laughs> i really appreciate you being around and uh and i want to say too uh um during especially october I'll be uh, hitting, uh, hitting the road a little bit more with Mark Ellis. So some information. Actually, I got to get off this show and put some stuff out there. Be in New York City on October 6th and 7th doing comedy. New York Comedy Club in the East Village with Mark Ellis headlining. Also going to be in La Jolla down near San Diego mid-October and then heading out to Seattle. Uh, so a big show uh, up there at a great club called The Crocodile. So uh, look for that information. But what also that means is Alden... Uh, Rachel Cushing Levine, Andres Cabrera, Nikki Lorne, and other voices will have have the helm around these parts a little bit more. So I appreciate you all checking in and uh, hanging out with all of us there. Alden, uh, say goodbye, kid. Say goodbye. <laughs> oh, it's going to be like when I just, Damon casually took over Dragonstone. Viserys didn't realize it until it was already happened. What does he mean he's getting married? What's happening over there? I was gone. <laughs> I had to talk to him for six months. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's an honor to be here. It was such a great crew. And just echo everything you said. Like, there's there's so much fun in knowing the dragons, knowing the colors, knowing the swords, all that. But kicking around these ideas of the people is the best part. So that's that's been great. And thanks for a thousand subs. Here's to a thousand more. Um, it's been a really fun journey. Happy to be here. Um, and thanks to Lauren and to Nikki for joining us. Um, and yeah, I think the think that's about everything that is at it. risk of doing like an oscar speech no <laughs> short and sweet. Play, play the music short and sweet play them play them off play them off thank you everybody <laughs> appreciate it we'll see y'all this has been casterly talk <laughs> <laughs>